Welcome to In the Know by Diane Schindler. This is Diane Schindler speaking. I'm the host of In the Know, the podcast show. I'm an author, a presenter, a solo nomad, a travel blogger, and a photographer. So this podcast show includes writing tips, travel tips, and my views of life from savvy and thoughtful to quirky and humorous. I hope you enjoy the show. Writer's block. I will define it, tell you how it's manifesting itself in my daily life, my daily writing life, and exactly what I'm doing about it. Yeah, this is a big deal. Let me tell you that writer Ernest Hemingway, Ernest Hemingway dodged bullets as a war correspondent. He fought bulls in Spain and hunted big game in Africa. But when he was asked to name the scariest thing he had ever encountered, he answered, quote, a blank sheet of paper. For many of us, the symptoms of writer's block, staring at a blank computer screen or our page with no clue on how to begin, stomach clenching, throat tightening, we all know about that. It's all too familiar. Writer's block is defined as a temporary, a temporary inability to begin or continue a writing project due to fear, anxiety, or lack of inspiration. This is a shock to me that I could be so fearful and experience writer's block, but it, it happened. And I don't have trouble with the blank page. I mean, I have so much to write, I can't get it on the page fast enough. So I do find creating the story, writing the story, even editing my, even editing my work over and over and over again. There's some self, crazy self-satisfaction I have to editing. Let me tell you how writer's block affected me, and more importantly, and when it affected me. It wasn't at the blank page. It was when I sent my manuscript, my claim-denied manuscript. It's the third book, my second novel when I sent it out to my seven beta readers the first day I walked around in circles I was ecstatic I had reached a point in writing this book that I needed to celebrate and since I had done nothing for months except write 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 I didn't even know what to do with myself so I walked around in circles however a few days later, when my feet touched the ground again, I began feeling something else. And it wasn't excitement. It was a kernel, a kernel of self-doubt at the pit of my stomach. Of course, I brushed it off by binging on Netflix movies, overeating, especially chocolate. It's my drug of choice. And I avoided writing altogether. I had, in previous months, completed a comprehensive outline for another novel, a, a, sequence, a sequel to Claim Denied. I wouldn't even touch that. So what did I do? I just pushed those clear signals out of my mind. Overeating, binging, feeling that kernel of self-doubt. I just denied it until I couldn't. That's right, until I couldn't because I started having dreams. Nothing 
nothing that would come out in a scene necessarily. I mean, if you said to me, what were your dreams about? Give me, tell me what it was about. I wouldn't be able to give you a scene, but it was a feeling. It was a feeling I had. It was a sense of, it was an overwhelming sense of doom, of failure, of negativity. Negativity had its hold on me, on my unconscious, since I was in denial. It came up to my conscious level with these dreams. And so I couldn't deny it anymore. Now, and I'm not overstating this. So all the self-talk and all the laughing at myself did little to dampen this terribly unpleasant feeling that stayed with me throughout the day and sometimes obviously through the night. So I had to do something. I had to do something. But what would I do? First, I would do what I always did. I would analyze why this was happening. Why was this happening with me? So a little bit of thought. And I realized I was putting pressure on myself in a couple of ways. One, I had worked so hard and I continued to work on my writing craft, the ways in which to improve my writing craft. And of course, this will never end, but I have been steeped in educating myself over the last two years. I finished a comprehensive novel writing class. I read hundreds of articles on how to improve your writing. I listened, I listened to podcasts galore. Actually, I listen every day during my walk. So that's 30 minutes to an hour and a half of listening to podcasts about improving the craft. I watched webinar after webinar. I read books, the list goes on. So all that learning is fantastic. And learning to assimilate and apply knowledge takes more effort and time, as you know. So it's one thing about, it's one thing to understand how it's supposed to be done. It's another thing to be able to do it. The more I know, the more I need to learn. I know the right way to write a novel, but can I actually do it? So in a strange way, all this learning intimidated me. The other thing that I realized, my other self-imposed pressure, is I wanted this book to be better than my first novel, especially after all this learning. So now I had a double whammy, I guess. Of course, I'm not comparing myself to great writers, but it's important to note, literary success can often intensify the fears that stifle creative output. Even the prolific J.K. Rowling, whose Harry Potter books have sold millions of copies, faced a bout of writer's block during her work on to the Chamber of Secrets. She said, quote, I had my first burst of publicity about the first book, and it paralyzed me. She went on to say, I was scared the second book wouldn't measure up. But she added she got through it. Well, I'm not alone in my fear of uh, writing, even though that doesn't help me. I, I mean, I'm with everybody else, I guess. So this analysis helped me understand I was steeped in self-doubt. The question was, could I write 
Really? What would my beta readers think of me when they read my manuscript? Would their view of me decline? Angst ran high. I was suffering from the dreaded imposter syndrome. Writer or not, we all experience imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is the experience of feeling like a phony. You feel as though any moment you're going to be found out as a fraud. Like you don't belong where you are. And you only got there through dumb luck. So learning, wanting to have a better book the second time around, a better novel the second time around, and imposter syndrome, that's enough. So now what? I have embraced it. I have a garden variety of anxiety regarding writer's block. I have embraced my fear. So now what? Well, you know what? I hearkened back to my tennis days when I was learning to play tennis, having a great time hitting balls three or four hours a day and fun matches with friends at the tennis club. Bob Scatina took me under his wing and hit tennis balls with me almost every day. Within three to four months, he had me playing in tournaments, and that's where I froze. My knees locked. I was late to the ball. I had horrible negative internal dialogue the entire time I was on the court. So all of that play off court, the fun play off court when there was no pressure except to have fun left me when I got into competition. I was really good when I was playing for fun. I was not good at all when I was in competition and I hated this thought. I hated this. All the work that people had put in for me and all the work I had put in and it was not paying off. So I developed a plan and my plan resulted in my winning the women's club championship at the end of that first year. And three years later, I was ranked 12th in the Pacific Northwest in the United States Tennis Association. Now, the the Pacific Northwest region is seven states. And so I was ranked 12th in 40 singles, 40-year-old singles in the Pacific Northwest. Woohoo! And that's all because my mental as well as my physical work. So... I decided to hearken back to that. So I put those mental strategies that I incorporated 30 years ago to improve my tennis to approach my very own form of writer's block, my self-doubt and anxiety. I have three strategies, just like the tennis strategy, three strategies, affirmation, meditation, and writing daily morning pages. So you know what affirmations are. Affirmations refer primarily to the practice of positive thinking and self-empowerment, fostering a belief that a positive mental attitude supported by affirmations will achieve success in anything. So they are positive statements that can help me challenge and overcome my self-sabotaging negative thoughts. And when I repeat them often and believe in them, 
I can start to make positive changes. Daily affirmations are simple declarative sentences with specific goals in mind. Uh, They sound pretty basic, but that's fine. And it's empowering these mantras. And it can have a, a profound effect on the conscious and the unconscious mind. Well, that's what I needed. So these are my affirmations. I have about seven affirmations. I am a good writer. I'm a confident writer. I'm a courageous writer. I am open to learning and growing and to even a better writer. I love the creativity that flows through me and my writing. I can do it. So I type these affirmations up in bold letters and I cut them out and I have them taped all over the house. Yeah. On my smart TV, on my computer, on my lamp, in the bathroom, in the kitchen. I have them everywhere in the house. And so sometimes I read them directly and sometimes I know they seep into my unconscious because they are there. So those are the affirmations because that's what I want to be. The second thing I have chosen to do is I've chosen to meditate. Now, I've talked to you about meditation before. So you know that meditation promotes healing, emotional, physical, and spiritual healing. And that's all well and good. And so I have meditated, but this time I wanted to meditate in such a way that it's going to help me with my writing. I found a meditation that may be useful to you or may not be useful to you, but I'm just suggesting that you meditate. The one that I have chosen is a short meditation. It's only seven minutes and it's a meditation for artists to overcome the fear of writing. The meditation is done by Thea Bloom. I'm going to leave the link to her meditation in the show notes. She's the journalist and artist behind the Charmed Studio blog and podcast. So this seven-minute mini meditation is really great for improving your writing, and she happens to use the um, tarot cards and chakras. I encourage you to meditate, because this is all about changing your mind, about fear, and you don't have to choose this meditation. So this seven-minute mini meditation was made with love, she writes, especially for heart-centered artists to help us get over the fear of the page and make our writing dreams a reality. This meditation, she says, will up your confidence and strengthen your ability to speak what is in your soul and delight your audience. Well, that's where I want to go. So not only do I have affirmations, Every morning I do this seven minute meditation. First thing, well, I might make some coffee, but right after that, I listen to this meditation. And then the third way in which I'm working to improve my, working to eliminate my self-doubt is I have this approach to writing three morning pages. Now, if you've read The Artist's Way, you're familiar with three morning pages. Uh, The morning pages in the artist's way is the bedrock tool of a daily practice called morning pages. It's three pages in longhand, a stream of consciousness writing. There's no wrong way to do morning pages. It's not high art. It's not even writing. Write about anything and everything that crosses your mind for your eyes only. So this whole um, process of 
writing three pages longhand can provoke, clarify, comfort, cajole, prioritize, and even synchronize the day at hand. Don't overthink it. Just write three pages. When I write, sometimes it's negative and fragmented and I cry and I wallow in self-pity and sometimes it's repetitive or stilted or angry or bland or silly sounding, but it's okay because I get it out on three pages. That works for me. I've owned my special form of writer's block. I've defined it. I've analyzed it. I determined reasons for it, and I set out a plan to address it. I am addressing this because I worked so hard to be a better writer, and I will not let those hours and months and days and years, frankly, all that effort to go to waste. Furthermore, I know this work, the affirmations, the meditation, and my three morning pages will need to continue because fear and anxiety is a way of life for anyone who's trying to improve in any area of life. And I know that for a fact because anxiety came flooding back over me when my editor, my developmental editor that I hired recently began reviewing my manuscript. Daggone it. And note, my editor is wonderful, encouraging, and she believes in my book and she has lots of good things to say about it. But you know, it's a process. And what's interesting, I have found that my anxiety, my self-doubt is the greatest when I'm anticipating or waiting for comments from my beta readers or from my editors. And by the time I get the information from my beta readers and get the information from my editor, it isn't nearly fright-filled as I thought it would be, actually. It's calming. So I just want to tell you that I taught nonfiction writing. (laughs) That's another bit of pressure probably at the college level. And, you know, we know, you've heard the statement, those who can't teach. So those who can't write, for example, teach. Well, I had to overcome that back in the day. So I, and I also taught speech. I'm sure you've heard that public speaking is considered the greatest fear by all, by everyone. Well, listen to this quote from Ralph Keyes, his book entitled The Courage to Write. He says, Quote, writing is merely public speaking on paper, but to a much larger audience. If you've experienced writer's block in any form, you are not alone. Let me read for you a quote from Stephen Pressfield's book, The Art, excuse me, The War of Art. He says, with regard to self-doubt, Self-doubt can be an ally. This is because it serves as an indicator of aspiration. It reflects love, love of something we dream of doing and desire, desire to do it. If you find yourself asking yourself and your friends, quote, am I really a writer? Am I really an artist? Chances are you are. The counterfeit innovator is wildly self-confident. The real one is scared to death. (laughs) Oh, thank you for listening to my musings and my 
walking through my angst and my self-doubt. I hope this is helpful to you. It actually has been helpful to me. You may find that affirmations, meditating, and writing morning pages, you might find this to be useful to you. And I'll leave you with these additional thoughts. Be kind to yourself. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take a break from writing. Get some exercise. Listen to music. If you play a musical instrument, play that musical instrument more often. And dance like nobody's watching. Thank you so much for listening to In The Know. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing and sharing it with your family and friends. You can like this episode, leave a comment, and even add a rating. Your support is very important to the success of In The Know. Thank you for listening and see you next time.